Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast, and I want to talk today about actively managed funds. And uh, in some cases, you know, they're just not that bad, really. Um, got to give them their due. There are there has been a lot of pressure on funds over the years and brought in many ways because of low-cost index funds, which is what we recommend our clients use. So it's been better for those people that use those funds. But for actively managed funds, where there's a manager or management team, if their costs are relatively low, they can compete very effectively with index funds. This lower cost presents a lower hurdle for their performance to get over. And in many cases, if you look at the performance of actively managed funds, or the excuse me, if you look at the composition of actively managed funds, they're actually pretty similar to a lot of these index funds. And the performance is relatively close. There's a term for it. It's called closet indexing. It's when an actively managed fund kind of looks in many ways like an index fund anyway. Now, there's some stock turnover. And for Americans, that can matter if they have money in a brokerage account where there's just a higher tax drag. But in many cases, when you evaluate the returns between some actively managed funds and some index-based funds, man, are they close. Now, there's some deviation for different periods of time, but these active funds kind of revert back to the average, which is what the index fund is to begin with anyway. And it's, it's hard for, if you look at the numbers, it's hard for them to get significant outperformance, but their underperformance is really close anyway. And I'm going to go over some examples here because I see this with my clients. They use a wide array of funds and I don't, you know, sometimes I think it's perfectly fine. Some of these choices that they have. Very popular fund. We've been around forever. The Vanguard Wellington Fund. Uh, if you compare that to the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund, which is almost identical, the fee structure is just a little bit different. Uh, a little bit different. The Wellington Fund, I think, is about maybe 20 basis points more, give or take. Now, I'm just going to look at this at a moment in time here. And if you look at the one-year return for the Wellington Fund, now the markets have been down, so it's down 7.62. The balanced index fund is down 8.64, so the Wellington wins. Interestingly enough, year-to-date, the Wellington, it's only the beginning of the year, is up 0.38. The balanced index is up up 2.87, so there you go. But let's look at the five-year return for the Wellington Fund at 6.27. The five-year return is 6.11 for the balanced index fund. So the Wellington fund, the actively managed fund, is still doing better. Ten-year returns for the Wellington fund, 8.03. For the balanced index fund, 7.66. So really close. You're making more money in the Wellington fund, but it's tracking really close to the balanced index fund anyway. Now, here's another category of investments, which I like a lot, the target date funds. And Fidelity has two sets of them. And then Vanguard, which... Uh, has their family of target date funds, has theirs as well. And I want to look at the actively managed freedom fund from Fidelity. And that's a more expensive product, but it's not outrageous. I think the fees are 0.6, 0.7, somewhere around there. And I've got their return numbers here. So first of all, let's compare the 2040. This is the Fidelity Freedom 2040 fund, actively managed fund, to Fidelity's Freedom Index Fund. This is the cheaper target date fund, 2040 with uh, with Fidelity. So the one-year return 
for the Freedom Fund, the actively managed fund, it's down 8.38. Well, the index fund is down 8.63. So the index fund wins, but my gosh, that's really close. For five years, the Freedom Fund, the actively managed fund is 5.79. The index is 5.91. Really close, 12 basis points. Let's look at it for 10 years. The Freedom Fund is 8.16. What's the index? 7.83. So the Freedom Fund wins for 10 years, but again, really close. So let's just compare the Freedom Fund, the actively managed fund, to Vanguard's fund and see how it does. Same time frames here. So the Freedom Fund back to um, one year is negative 8.38. And the Vanguard Fund is negative 8.15. So Vanguard's a little bit ahead here. What about the three-year return? 8.47 positive return for the Freedom Fund, the actively managed fund, 8.47. The Vanguard Fund is 6.81. So that's a much bigger difference for the um, actively managed Freedom Fund. Let's look at five years. 5.33 for the Vanguard Fund, 5.79. So they're much closer back in line there. The 10 years, the Fidelity Freedom Fund is 8.16. And the Vanguard fund is 7.91. So they're off there about 25 basis points. Again, really close. We saw the big deviation for the three-year uh, for, um, for the Fidelity Freedom Fund. But other than that, they've been really close. So I don't have a big issue with the fee structure for some of these actively managed funds. There's been a lot of price compression. People don't have to bail out on those just to go indexing. Now, I like using index funds just because I have no need to evaluate any of these investments anymore. But if you like the funds that you're in, their fees are reasonable. There's in many cases not necessarily be a reason to have to ditch those. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.